Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. You'll have the opportunity to hear their stories, be given tools and advice to succeed, and to taste what is possible when you think and dream bigger. Me? (laughs) I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and I'll be learning just as much as you as I show you around. It's my job as a fellow entrepreneur to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favourite resources, books, etc, etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 9 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and today is a very special bonus kind of edition episode. Now, the plan is to do these once a month, the last Saturday of every uh, of every month, and I'll be kind of giving updates about how I'm growing the podcast and what I'm doing to kind of build this business of around podcasting, things like that. And today's episode is all about how to create systems to outsource time-sucking tasks. So here, thinking about how to outsource tasks like Uh, scheduling episodes, creating social media posts, editing audio, things like that, and how to outsource that to virtual assistants who can then work for you so that they can free up your time to actually do stuff which is more important to you, such as, in my case, interviewing guests and having those really interesting conversations. So that's what today's episode is going to be all about. Before we kind of jump into that and the updates, a couple of things. So reviews, which is something I love to do, just kind of highlight a couple of reviews which have come in this week. Again, there has been many, which is really appreciated. And in case you would like to leave a review, which would be massively appreciated on my part, as it helps to get the podcast out to more listeners, there is a link to do that in the show notes. The first of these reviews has come from Polly, which is lovely. Thank you so, so much, Polly. And she wrote, Scott has done a great job of finding guests who will inspire you, but all who also feel accessible and relatable. He also has a mellifluous voice, which makes for easy listening. Now, I'm not going to lie, I had no idea what mellifluous means, but apparently it just means like soft, easygoing voice. So really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Polly. And actually, Polly is part of the launch program cohort that I was also part of, Alex Chisnell's podcast launch program, which recently finished. And I will link to her podcast in the show notes because it's really interesting. And it's all about people who are kind of going through their own challenges and how they've kind of come through them on the other side. So a fantastic podcast, uh, Be Glad Movement. I will link to that in the show notes. And the second review, which I'll read this week, comes from Matt, Dr. Matt Trimmer, who actually appeared in episode eight. So the last podcast on Wednesday, all about how to build your own online training business. And we had a really interesting conversation, talked all about fitness and achieving goals and things like that so really highly recommend that show and Matt wrote Scott is an amazing host he keeps interviews moving and very conversational definitely worth a listen you'll definitely learn something thank you so so much Matt massively appreciated and the other thing I kind of wanted to address this week before I kind of jump into the main body of today's show is Covid Covid-19 and Corona it has been on the lips of everyone and I'm not going to kind of spend too much time on this because I don't really have much more to add to it. You know, there's been a lot of outpourings of people uh, saying, you know, we've got to keep getting through this. And I'm very fortunate that no one I know directly has been impacted by it. So my friends, family, they're all still healthy. I myself am still healthy. But obviously there are people who are not as fortunate as me and probably yourself listening. You know, you may know someone who's been affected by it directly or 
you know, you might have you might know someone who's kind of lost their job or all sorts of kind of yeah impacts which have come from this, which I for one was very kind of blasé about it initially. I thought you know it's just a cold, it's just a flu, it's going to pass. But actually, you start to realise just how serious this is, and. In the world of business, one podcast I'd love to direct you to is Masters of Scale, uh, which is hosted by Reid Hoffman, former CEO and uh, founder of LinkedIn. And in the episode he had with Danny Mayer, who is the CEO of the Union Square Hospitality Group, which own like a, a bunch of restaurants in America, really cool business and actually a fantastic book, which I'd recommend at this point called Setting the Table which is by Danny Meyer, and it kind of outlines his philosophy and things like that. And essentially, Danny was saying that last week, or this week even, he had to make the hard decision of laying off 2,000 workers. And he talked about the reasons for that, sort of the impacts of doing that, the business decision, like how he came to that decision with his team, what the margins are in like the restaurant business, all that sort of really nitty-gritty sort of businessy stuff and the leadership decisions he has to make on a regular basis. Really, really interesting. And again, I'll link to that in the show notes in case you're interested because for me at least, it kind of gave a bit more perspective and it offered a bit more insight into actually how this virus is impacting businesses and entrepreneurs across the world, not just in the UK as I am, Really interesting podcast. I definitely recommend you listen to that if you get a chance. And I'm going to leave it there because, yeah, like I said, I haven't really got any more to add to COVID and this whole debate about it and, you know, the impacts. Uh, I'm just kind of living each day as it is and really just trying to make the most of this time that I have now to actually focus on the podcast and other bits and pieces. But do let me know. I'd love to hear what you're kind of doing in this, in this weird sort of, uh, this weird time that we all find ourselves in. And hopefully uh, I'll be able to provide a kind of bit of light relief today in today's episode. So into the main body of the show we go. Okay then, so how to create systems to outsource time-sucking tasks. It's something I've talked about on my social media numerous times over the last couple of months and I've kind of made light of the fact that I don't really enjoy it and, you know, it's a bit boring and all this sort of stuff. But actually, I've kind of come to really like it and actually build a system which I am hoping once I employ a VA, uh, a virtual assistant, it will save a lot of time for me and I'll be able to focus on actually delivering or having more sort of meaningful conversations with guests so that then yeah I don't have to focus on things like yeah editing audio and scheduling episodes and things like that which I do quite enjoy to some extent but actually I would be better spent or my time would be better spent focusing on creating uh, content and actually having these conversations so yeah going to be kind of breaking this down because it's really important if you are looking to free up your time and actually build a business, you know, outsourcing, managing work and managing people and uh, creating systems is, yeah, it's all kind of part of this. It's all kind of part of the equation of building a business. So if that is going to be of interest to you today, then hopefully I'll be able to kind of shed some light on this. And I'm also going to be pointing you in the direction of many resources, which will be very useful to you. I am certain of that because they've been useful to me. So how do you create a system to outsource those time-sucking tasks. 
this is the first thing I did. So I'm going to kind of break it down step by step as much as I can without kind of laboring on things too much because the details can be quite boring. But actually, yeah, just kind of giving you that framework to start creating systems. First thing I did is actually list out all the tasks that I do in the week for the podcast. So there's a lot more to it than you might suspect if you've never created a podcast before. So yeah, obviously the thing you're listening to right now, my voice, the audio, that's one small part of it, actually creating the content. Other parts include actually editing this uh, this content, so taking out the erms or leaving some in, but you know, taking out the majority of like erms and uh, places where I just kind of go off on a tangent, I actually don't want to kind of have that in the content. Uh, so that's, yeah, editing episodes, that's kind of one part. There's also scheduling the episodes on the podcast hosting platform that I use called Buzzsprout which essentially distributes the content to various platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and SoundCloud, things like that. There's the creating of the social media content. So those little pretty pictures you see, the audiograms, which you've got the uh, progress bar of the video along the bottom and then like the waveform, which shows someone's voice as they speak and uh, getting all the pictures together and things like that. That's another thing. Uh, Actually, scheduling uh, when to have conversations with guests there's a whole sort of separate process around that so there's clearly a lot to it and uh, yeah podcasting but you know you can apply this to things like if you're creating a, a youtube or you're building a youtube channel and there's you know same sort of things really editing uh, videos scheduling videos things like that if you have a uh, a blog actually writing content for that blog you can apply this kind of framework that I'm going to kind of outline today, not just for podcasting, but for anything that is vaguely creative or anything that involves outsourcing things that you don't really want to do, quite repetitive things that you don't want to do uh, on a regular basis. You know, can you outsource these to virtual assistants, whether those are based in the UK or, as I'm going to talk about, another country? So that's kind of where we're going to go with this. So first step, yeah, outline all of those tasks. What do you do? repeatedly that you wouldn't like to keep doing. So actually for me, I quite enjoy editing audio, but it's not the best use of my time. So I'm going to look to outsource that task. I'm also looking to outsource the scheduling of episodes. I'm also looking to outsource the posting of social media content, things like that. So list out all those tasks. That's all I did. First step. Second step is to actually do these tasks as you would normally, but on an Excel document or a Google Sheet document, step by step write out every single instruction or every sort of step that you do. So how I would do this or how I've done this even in in an Excel doc, I've literally listed out what the task is. So it might be, let's just take an example. Let's say it's editing audio. So I put like editing audio as the title. Step one, just like, you know, one (laughs) full stop if you really want to kind of go into the details of that. One full stop, then write what the step is. So in this case might be open the uh, open Audacity, which is how I edit it, um, the software I use to edit my podcasts. So open that uh, platform. Step two might be to import the audio file from Dropbox. Uh, and so do that. Step three uh, would probably be uh, cut out the fillers. And I'm kind of missing a lot of steps, but you get the idea. Literally list out step by step what it is you're doing for that particular process. And once you've done that for that task, do it for the other tasks that you want to outsource. And this is probably the most boring step for me. What I did is I went to a, uh, I went to Nero's, a coffee shop in yeah, in my town. Just literally sat on my laptop for a couple of hours over the course of yeah, probably 
five, maybe five or six days it took me, a couple of hours each day in a coffee shop. And I literally just went through every single task and yeah, went through it as I will do it myself, wrote down corresponding instructions for that task. And I've now got a Excel document, which is uh, just full of instructions for each task and how to actually do this. And yeah, it's good to get really specific because, you know, what I've even kind of let's sort of give you the idea of the granular detail to go into this is to actually, you know, if you're opening a piece of software and you actually point, you actually have to kind of instruct the person that's reading it, you know, where can you find a certain button or where can you find a certain icon or where can you find something in a menu bar? You know, is it the top of the screen? Is it in the bottom right corner? Is it in the center? Yeah, really granular details. And whilst I'm kind of here, if you would like a really, to actually see my document, what I've created, you can email me, scott at entrepreneurscanparty.com and I'm happy to provide a copy of that to you if you'd like to see that. But that's kind of, yeah, that's the second step. So step one, write down all the tasks that you do. Step two, get an Excel doc open or a Google Sheet document open and actually literally write down every single step for each particular task. Okay, step three. And this involves a piece of software uh, or a tool, an online tool called Asana. Uh, there are other tools out there such as Trello. Um, but these tools, Asana, essentially allows you to manage the flow of work. So here, if you uh, picture like a, um, a Gantt chart, so you, I don't know if you, you might not know what a Gantt chart is, but essentially it says, okay, what processes do you need to complete by when? So it's like a time, a timeline of such. So yeah, open it, you open Asana, it's a free tool, you can use it completely for free. And essentially, yeah, it allows you to assign tasks to particular people. And yeah, it kind of gives the timeframes of this. It's better to see this visually, I think. Um, so what I'm going to do is actually provide a resource in the show notes to a very helpful YouTube video by a uh, YouTuber called Louise. And Louise Henry, uh, yeah, she provides like an excellent video of, you know, she goes through the, the tool Asana and actually kind of points you in the right direction of how to assign work to people how to put your tasks into Asana, how to kind of manage it all. But essentially, just think of it as like a management software tool. That's essentially what it is. It allows you to manage your workflow and assign tasks to people, which of course is gonna be very useful when it comes to employing a virtual assistant and actually giving them stuff to do. Okay, I'll take a step back. Step one, let's go your tasks. Step two, Excel doc, list out all the instructions that you need to do to complete your tasks. Step three, get Asana or Trello, but I'm using Asana and it's, yeah, kind of manage your workflow and start to allocate, allocate tasks or get thinking about the tasks you're gonna to allocate to your various workers. Step four, this is where starting to think about the actual process in a bit more detail so so far we've kind of listed out the processes of what you actually what work you need to do but when it comes to actually giving that work to a virtual assistant you kind of need processes in place to uh, to ensure they do it correctly so the first thing i am going to do well i've already done this actually i've created various dropbox folders in dropbox and what's great about dropbox is it allows you to share those folders with other workers so in this case if you're wanting to give 
uh, one of your virtual assistants access to a folder so they can upload, say, audio editing. Uh, they can, you know, upload the work they've done to Dropbox, and then you will also be able to see it, and you don't have to worry about sending emails back and forth, saying, okay, this work has been completed, here's the file. You can literally put it all in Dropbox, and you're kind of all on the same page. So what I've done is created various Dropbox folders, one of which is a standard audio documents folder, and this essentially will allow my virtual assistant to go into that folder and pick out the standard intro, which I use at the start of every podcast. So the one, you know, you'll have heard it a few times probably uh, if you've listened to my podcast before. And of course it was on the start of this episode. And then the outros as well. So they're all standardized. And when I say standardized, I mean like they're all the same and they sort of the way they fade out in volume, fade in in volume, all of that's already done. So what I'm hoping a virtual assistant will be able to do is literally go in uh, if they're looking to edit audio, they'll be able to go into that Dropbox folder. They'll have the main audio file, so sort of the main body of the contents, and they'll be able to add in the intro, add in the outro, add in the mid-roll section, I've called it, which is essentially like that bit between the intro and the main body. And then there's other folders as well, so things like what logins to people, what logins to virtual assistants need. And again, this is all getting very kind of heady, I appreciate that. So what I'm going to do is link to a very useful uh, resource which was provided by a YouTuber who I've kind of uh, had some dialogue with and he's a really great guy, a guy called Travis Marziani. Sorry Travis if I'm absolutely butchering your name, but I'm going to link to his YouTube channel because he has some fantastic uh, YouTube videos about how to actually outsource work to virtual assistants kind of creating these systems which I'm kind of detailing here a little bit but he does a lot better job of it and kind of you know gives you that or that visual uh, that visual as well which will be very useful to you but yeah lots of useful resources I'm going to also link to various resources that he recommends so things like Dropbox, Asana, uh, LastPass which allows you to uh, share passwords with virtual assistants, but without actually having to give them the login credentials. So you don't ever need to give them the, the actual login or the passwords, things like that. Piece of software, it's almost like a, it auto fills all of that stuff when you sign up and give uh, your virtual assistants that, that tool and that ability to actually log into various tools. So that's kind of step three. I've kind of waffled on a little bit. So step three, uh, it's kind of creating those Dropbox folders and all those things, those resources, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. And then the final thing, I suppose, for now, at least in my process, and obviously when it comes to hiring a VA, I'll actually do a separate episode in that because I'm hoping to start that process next month. But I'll kind of go into more details of that shortly. But yeah, step four is to actually create those first emails, which you will send to a virtual assistant. And those first emails are really crucial because they set out your expectations, what you expect the virtual assistant to do, you know, what work you're expecting them to do, when are you expecting them to do it by, what are your rules, what are your expectations, you know, when are you expecting email responses, you know, is it going to be like a day's time, are you happy to be a bit more flexible on that? All these sort of things, which I must admit I hadn't even considered until checking out Travis's YouTube videos. So again, link to those videos is in the show notes. And I'll also link to the fantastic VA handbook he provides, which essentially is what I've kind of copied in many ways, but just kind of changed the, the specifics of it. But yeah, those expectations, which I've kind of mentioned already, like email times and, you know, if a 
virtual assistant isn't doing work when they should be. You know, you're paying them, but maybe they're doing work for another client or they're just not delivering really good quality work and actually it's below your expectations. How do you deal with that? How do you manage that situation? And Travis's uh, handbook kind of gives details of that. Really interesting, really useful stuff. So like I say, links to all of that in the show notes. But essentially step four is to actually, yeah, create those orient I call them like orientation sheets, you know, what you expect from day one, what tools do they need to download in order to be able to do the work that you're gonna set out to them, what f- access do you need to actually give them, you know, access to Dropbox folders, access to maybe if you want to outsource your social media, do they need the social media credentials, things like that. Very, very useful. I feel like I've probably missed a few details in between that, but actually that's essentially it, the four-step process. It sounds very simple on the surface, and obviously you can make it as complicated or as simple as you want it to be. It depends on which work you want to outsource at the end of the day. I think if you're just wanting to outsource a few tasks, so maybe you just want to literally outsource video editing, do you need to create all these systems? Probably not. But if you're wanting to outsource various tasks, so in my case, probably five or six tasks each week, every single week, and maybe to multiple virtual assistants. So not just one virtual assistant, but maybe, or at least I'm hoping in the future, I'll just kind of have two or three virtual assistants who all kind of work with each other without my input. And that's where creating systems becomes really, really important. So yeah, that's kind of... I feel like it hasn't really done it justice, this episode in many ways, but that's kind of what I'm kind of the process I'm going through, I've gone through the last couple of weeks. Now the next steps for me to actually employ my first virtual assistant and how I'm going to be doing this, I'll kind of give more details in next month's episode, hopefully. What I need from this situation is a regular income essentially. So at the moment I'm kind of between jobs, I'm interviewing for jobs in Manchester and I'm hoping I'll get one of those once Corona's kind of passed uh, passed over in the sort of next couple of months. Once I've then got that kind of regular paycheck coming in, I'll then feel confident to actually commit to hiring my first virtual assistant. So I'll kind of talk you through that process. Uh, I'll talk you through the direction the systems I'm doing to actually do this. Because again, there's kind of there can be a whole process around hiring a virtual assistant. You know, where is the best place to hire virtual assistants from? Which country? Which place? Uh, which websites? Uh, how do you actually interview them? What sort of questions should you be asking your virtual assistant? What is that first couple of days like when you actually start working with a virtual assistant? You know, what's that communication like? What tools are you using to communicate with a virtual assistant? Loads of kind of nitty gritty stuff, which I think will be really fascinating to get into with you as you are listening. And take a deep breath. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. appreciate it's kind of been a bit all over the place but hopefully you've kind of got the gist of those main four things just to kind of quickly recap those so step one what tasks do you actually want to outsource to virtual assistants and it's thing you've got to start thinking about really repetitive tasks that take a lot of your time the time sucking tasks which aren't really adding much value to your business or to your creative project or to your podcast or to your blog or to your YouTube channel or whatever it is you're looking to outsource. What tasks can you outsource? Step one. Step two, list out all the steps necessary to to actually fulfill that task. You know, what uh, website are you opening? What what steps are you taking? And if you email me, scott.entrepreneurscomparty.com, 
I can send you my Excel doc so you can actually see what processes, what this looks like in practice for my, uh, my particular work. Step three, start thinking about those Dropbox folders or how you're actually, what sort of systems you're going to put in place to actually uh, manage this work and actually outsource this work. So yeah, things like Dropbox, very useful. Um, and then setting up those necessary files to actually make the virtual assistant's life as easy as possible. Because if you can make it easy for them, kind of foolproof for them, then it's just gonna take uh, a lot less time for them to kind of get integrated into your team and actually for you to be able to give them more and more work in the future. Step four is thinking about those emails and those other resources like the Virtual Assistant Handbook, which kind of lays out the expectations of what you're expecting your Virtual Assistant to do. And there's a bunch of things in between, but very useful resources, as I've mentioned, Louise Henry's video, which I'll link in the show notes, which talks about Asana and how to use that. And also Travis Marziani, sorry Travis if I've butchered your name again, his YouTube channel is fantastic and it gives a lot more details about how he has outsourced things like uh, yeah kind of creating those systems to outsource his work to various virtual assistants around the world thank you so so much if you've stuck with me throughout this episode I, th- I hope it has been useful to you appreciate it's kind of a bit heavy but that's it <laughs> have a lovely lovely weekend enjoy the rest of your saturday and until next week when i'll be back with a brand new episode super excited about this coming episode i think you'll love it until then enjoy the rest of your weekend and i'll speak again very very soon do do take care if you found value in this free podcast all i'll ask you to do is subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and maybe tell somebody else about it if you feel like it would bring value to them as well You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social, but if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode, and of course you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Entrepreneurs Can Party on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok and Twitter, and I'd love to hear from you. If you message me wherever or email me at scott at entrepreneurscanparty.com, I promise to reply. Just give me a little time.